Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Stephen Mook, everybody, Pastor Generation Church, right near the University of Rhode Island, and you are listening to Think Gold. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Mr. Pastor Stephen Mook. And uh, it's been my pleasure to, um, you know, get to know you a little better, you know, following you on social media. And I know we had to call the other day and we had a great little short conversation about if you don't quit, you win. Yeah. And um, I remember you telling me to listen to your, your sermon that Sunday. Yeah. So I tuned on, tuned in on the Facebook live and, um, it was really an amazing sermon. It was really amazing. I took some notes. So basically oh, wow. what I do on, on this podcast, I kind of want to just dissect some of the stuff I wrote down. And yeah. um, cause I know when I was listening to it, if you were to, if you would have had to, you know, go into everything you talked about in detail, you probably would have been preaching for like, you know, a good four to five hours. So kept uh, shorter. <laughs> yeah, you kept it shorter. And, you know, I wish I was there just asking questions. I'm always asking questions and I want to know, you know, the details, I want to know, you know, the intricacies of everything. So I figured uh, it would be great to get you on the podcast. Yeah, man. I love it. Love what so, you do. Um, love thing, Cole. <laughs> yeah. And I know I met you for the first time when I was at Hunter Gorgas's baptism. Shout out. And to I remember <laughs> Hunter, you know, he sent me an invite. He said, you know, can you come to my baptism? And I was like, yeah, of course I'll come. You know, me, I'm a, you know, a new believer and I'm, I'm trying to find out who Jesus is for myself. Yeah. So, it was an awesome experience being at, you know, witnessing my first baptism. Yeah. And it was, you know, I remember walking in there and I told Hunter, you know, I had, you know, a gray hoodie on, gray sweatpants that came with my teammates. And I didn't know what to expect. And I remember just, you know, five minutes in, this woman just started singing her heart out. And I felt <laughs> yeah. like I was at like some Alicia Keys concert. It was, it was, it was, it was amazing. And then, you know, Hunter got baptized. You know, you called him to the front. Hey, and, I had uh, a fresh hoodie and some fresh, fresh Nikes on. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. You did. Yes, I Nikes on. that on. <laughs> and uh, Hunter was getting baptized. And you're like, you know, come over here. Come over here. Someone help him out. And I remember you looked at me. And I was like, shoot, okay, I'll come over there to the tub. And uh, I remember yeah. at the end of the, the ceremony, you prayed over me. And mm. I don't know what, 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 you know, conveyed you to pray over me, but it was something that I really needed. And it just felt like it was right. And it felt like it was really God's time. And I remember you telling me, you know, Ivory, you know, we put the, when he puts his football helmet on, put it on like it's a shield of armor. And you were just praying over me. And I can just feel like myself just really gaining that strength from your words. And um, I was like, yo, this man is, this man is the truth. You know, I really love what he's doing. Well, yeah, I, be- I believe in you, man. Yeah, and I, I just, you know, you can just see when God marks marks people, and and really, he 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 has to all of us in some way, you know, and and that's part of what this is all about: was using your voice, getting your voice out, exactly. and us changing our mentality, changing our attitude, and changing exactly. our focus. Exactly. So let me ask you two questions: How did yeah. you get into preaching? And then where does that positive attitude, that amazing attitude, enthusiasm that you have come from while you preach? 
Yeah, that's great. I, I would say, well, for me, my dad's a pastor, and okay. uh, but but he was. What was special about about him was that he he really never put pressure on me. That was true, like in sports and with with preaching, being a pastor. So you know, I, yeah, he just was the real deal. He was an example that that I looked up to. And, uh, you know, we say if this is true when it comes to our faith, it's true in sports, it's true in business, it's true in, in anything, but in leadership that it's more caught than taught. Okay. Yeah. So you can, so, you know, somebody can teach something, but you know, you, you, what you really catch is, is it genuine? Mm. Right. Do they live it out? Um, and so, uh, you know, for me, it was just seeing my dad, but then I, I went through a lot of, a lot of, uh, rebellion in high school got in a lot of lot, a lot of trouble and uh you know that varies for everybody but but for me it was really destructive uh but i had a, a total transformation uh mm. going into my later high school years and uh i know some of you are thinking thinking i'm, I'm still in college out there but i'm actually <laughs> i'm in my 30s and um so uh, oh, don't age you don't age and um i got my i got my rhode island sweatshirt here because i'm i'm believing the best days ahead for for you or i but, uh, yeah, so really it was seeing my earthly father that one that, wow, that, like he's the real deal, yeah. right? He, he wasn't a hypocrite. He was, he wasn't one per way that would have really changed a lot. Right. Um, mm -hmm. so he was a preacher, he was a pastor. He was really comfortable in, in, in who God had made him to be. And, uh, so that was the first really impact, but I never imagined being a pastor, never really? thought about it, uh, until I had a real transformation later in high school years. And then, um, you know, I realized, uh, as I, as I got older that God had given me a voice and I, I'd been transformed by the good news of Jesus. It's good news for me. It's not religion, it's reality, it's abundant life. And yeah, one thing led to another. And, yeah. you know, I, I look back and I feel like God was preparing me the whole time. Um, I love that song, uh, uh, Nas one Mike. I don't know if that, if you remember old school, but, uh, you know, he would talk about, you know, you know, all I have is one Mike, that idea of really like I have God's attention. He's given me a message and it's going to, it's going to change the world. And so that was, that, that's really kind of my background, my dad, and then just the real transformation hmm. to the good news of Jesus that made me want to tell the whole entire world. Yeah, And the second question, positive attitude. I mean, I, a lot of it was instilled, uh, well, from my parents, but also I had coaches, you know, um, who again would give very simple, uh, lines like the right attitude leads to success. Mm. Okay. But as, as you know, as a, as an athlete, entrepreneur, and so on, a lot of people can say things. Not everybody really in, believes it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So my coach, you know, in the sport that I played, you know, he, he's, he won 17 uh, state championships in Rhode Island, 14 in a row. He was the coach. And so when he, when he, when he, I, he was teaching me since I was younger, the right attitude leads to success, man, he, he embodied that. He showed that and he instilled that. So, I, I mean, First, the positive attitude comes from the fact that I feel like I've been given a second chance, <laughs> 101 chances in life. <laughs> That's grace and mercy to me. It's a lot yeah. bigger than you think. Mm -hmm. So I feel like every day I wake up today and no matter how uh, yesterday was, no matter what happened, I'm alive, yeah. I'm breathing. And that was because 
you know, I, even as I, I grew up with some privilege for sure, I, I was really going on a destructive path and the grace of God turned it around. And so that it's the grace of God first and foremost. And then it's coaches and leaders and people who really instilled in me a positive attitude and, and, and the right attitude. And so that's, that's what just fires me up each day. What, what are, what are the things that I can control? I know we'll get into it, but I can absolutely choose my attitude and I can choose my focus. That, um, that transformation that you, that you went through was definitely, you know, God, speaking to you, God putting his hands over your life. And I can say I went through the same thing, you know, in high school, I, I graduated with a, or my junior year, I had a 1.7 GPA, you know, was involved in drugs, wrong, wrong crowd, you know, partying, just doing all the things that I, where I wanted to go was not helping me get there. And, um, I felt like God really, he got me through those dark times and he, you know, put me in a position to where I've started to think gold and been able to just look back and be like, wow, you know, cause you don't see it until you look back, you know, until where you're at now. And it's like, wow, you know, God put me on a, on this path for a reason. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're not, awesome. a, I think it's like, you know, we all have different things happen to us and you know, one pains, you know, broken, one person's brokenness or pain or trials or circumstances is different for everybody. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's a mentality of, am I a victim or a victor, you know, and, and, Maybe people have heard that out there, but you know, yeah, whatever's done to me, hey, I'm not a, I'm not a victim. I, 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 I can have a mentality as a, as a victor. I can walk yeah. in victory, think in victory, and I mean that's why you're here right now and doing what you're doing. That's why, sure. right? Sure. <laughs> that's why for you, think gold, and, and the best days are ahead for you. For sure. So let's get into that. You know that sermon that you preach. If you don't quit, you win. So what I hope everybody out here, part of Generation Church, is 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 listening to this right now. This man taking notes, the first sermon. <laughs> Come on now. I had to, man, because you know what you <laughs> preach is just so it's it's correlates to life. You know, it just it's the biggest factor in life. And I think that was an amazing message. So what um conveyed you to, you know, have this message if you don't quit, you win. When you're, you know, getting ready for your sermon, what what entitled you to name it that? Yeah, I mean, one was just a <laughs> it was just deeply personal. You know, I, I didn't share a lot of personal stories, but you know, we, you know, for me, you know, I've been, been, been blessed to be with, uh, you know, my wife now 21 years, <laughs> married 11, almost 11. Come on. Now. Wow. That's amazing. Like, that's yeah, awesome. I met her when she was in the crib. <laughs> when she was in high school, I was in the back of Spanish class. I just, I, my reputation was so just not the best. And I failed Spanish twice and I sat behind, she was a freshman, but I, but I, but I knew, I knew a word and it was bonita. That means beautiful. And I used to write notes and I was, and I was writing notes, man. And the, the Spanish teacher and all sorts of teachers were saying, do not date that guy. I'd gotten kicked off the sports teams. And, uh, anyways, uh, oh man, uh, where was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about um, the message. If you don't quit, you win. And you're talking about yeah, your wife yeah. and how that gets related to the exactly. message. You didn't, yeah, you didn't give yeah. up on your wife, huh? That's it. That's it. Don't quit. There you go. That's it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, really it was deeply personal. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a mantra for, for, for me. 
uh, you know, we've been not only that relationship for a long time, uh, but even how I got to uh, be restored in high school and I played some sports in, in, a, in a junior college. So, you know, I've, I've so often for me, the God is, is, is the story of redemption. Jesus is the story of redemption. And so, man, he, he gives me, it's not willpower, it's God's power. Uh, that's going to help a lot of people out there. But it was just that, that mindset of whether it's in sports, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in life. We started the church with nobody. It was just my wife and I moving back to our hometown. We yeah. started uh, walking around the Ryan Center, believing that one day we're going to fill that place with with such a uh, with 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 like worshipers. We're going to fill that place, and it's going to be a, a amazing. We're going to have an amazing. Like that's how we started, but we we only had a few people. And whenever you have big dreams, whenever you have big vision, you're going to need great endurance. You're going to need great endurance because there's going to be so many times that you're going to want to quit over and over. In relationships, you're going to want to quit. As an entrepreneur, you're going to want to quit. As a pastor, you're going to want to quit. As a student, you're going to want to quit. In so many things in life. And so for me, this is a declaration. It's a mantra to say, no, if you don't quit, you win. And we're not going to quit. And we need to wake up each day. And that doesn't mean, you know, that's not just nice, you know, talk. No, no, it, it, it means you, you still face the struggle. You still face pain. You still face brokenness. You still face, um, face unknown um, things that are ahead. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're talking right now. Yep. Um, but if you don't quit, you win. We're not going to quit. So that, that's, that's, a, that's a mantra for me. Mm, I love it. If you don't quit, you win. And it's so, it's so easy to quit. You know what I'm saying? It's so yeah. easy. And it sounds, it, sometimes it just feels good to just stop what you're doing and just relax, you know, and just give up. It, it seems like it's easier to give up sometimes, but that's what you say, you know, the enemy of our soul wants us to quit, right? It does. Yeah. So if the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, God has come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. What people don't realize is it's a lot of times the, the more we want to, uh, the, the things that we're tempted to quit in are the yeah. things that we believe in the most. The things that we love the most, you know, it could be the dreams that you have as a football player, the dreams you have as an entrepreneur, the dreams that you have in a relationship. Well, people see the pictures maybe with me and my, my I'm blessed to have two boys and a, and a, and a daughter, uh, you know, but you know, people can see the pictures. They can see me preaching, but but all that it takes to get there, and we're just started. <laughs> we're just beginning. But but the more that I love something, the more I commit to something, the more tempted you are to quit. Why is that? Like it's like why is it the more you achieve, the more opposition you face, the more resistance you face? That's a great. That's 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 a that's a great question. But it's like if you don't want to achieve anything. <laughs> You're not going to reach don't no opposition anything. and you don't reach no opposition. Yeah. If you don't want, if you don't want to face any opposition in, and then, then just don't do anything. I think there's many different things at work there. I mean, I can, you know, I, I, from, I can, I believe from God's perspective, he wants us to be built to last. Hmm. He wants us to be built to last. And, and, you know, you, you know, gold, <laughs> you know, it's, it's made through fire. Come on. It is. You know, yeah. So, so it's, you've you got to go through some things. You've got to go through it. And, and that's just how, that's how, you know, this, this life is, is, is set up. It, I mean, it, for me, I, it's testing, you know, I mean, if I was in charge, I don't know if I would decide that, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm thankful. But I would say that, that, you know, there is pressure, 
pressure, pressure really, really reveals purpose. You know, the, the more pressure you feel, you realize, wait, I, I need to live by purpose over potential. Because when you're going through some pressure, potential won't get you to your purpose. I've heard that mm. say, been said by some other preachers and mm, leaders. My goodness. Wow, I mean, that's, that's true, right? Because when you're yeah. feeling pressure, the potential is, guess what, whatever it is, you know, you can catch a football um, better than most, okay? I might be able to communicate and preach, whatever it may be, right? I, yep. I might, you know, for me, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're, that you're good at or, and you have potential for, pressure is just going to blow that. It's going to expose that. It's not mm-hmm. enough to just have that potential. You got to have that, that, that purpose. So the way that I look at it, opposition, I don't know the depth of, of that answer to that question. It's super powerful. But I would say my perspective to that question, why such opposition? I would say, guess what? With every opposition, that means a greater opportunity. Every mm-hmm. opposition, that means, that means something bigger, something better, something yeah. greater. Um, yeah. And guess what? Not just stuff, but who, it, who I'm going to be through that. You know, mm. if you don't quit and win, well, you win in, you win in relationships. It's not just that you, that you get the house that maybe you're dream, dreaming for in the future. It's that I'm going to be the type of person that is full of love, full of truth, full of grace in the house. Wow. Because I can get the house, but I don't want to burn the house down no. by who I am as a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to get the relationship and, and then not be able to last in it. I don't want to be able to get the money or you get, you know, whatever it may be that you're looking for out there and, and be owned by stuff, be mastered by stuff rather than just enjoying it for the blessing that it is. Mm, I think something that was like revolutionary to the way I, I thought is, you know, I told myself it's not about the goal, but it's about who you become while chasing the goal. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of us, we get so caught up in, you know, the ending, you know, the, the dream house, the dream car, you know making it to the NFL and, you know, having this million dollar thing gold company, but it's like, we don't enjoy the process. We don't enjoy the trials and tribulations that we face. And that's something I realized is just, you know, me struggling is, is making me better. It's going to make me, you know, be able to sustain sustainability at the end of the day. It's going to make me be able to, you know, enjoy the success that I have and really be thankful of it. And so that's something I had to um, really just, just, harp in on. It's not about the goal, Ivory. It's about, you know, who you become while chasing the goal. That's so good. That's and, th- and what that means is you're all in. I'm all in. See, sure. that's the thing. I'm sure. all in. It doesn't, want, yeah. it doesn't matter if, if you're going to go out for that route and you might take a shot in the dome. So be it. But I'm all, all in. I'm not going to go back to the campus and put on that uniform if I'm not all in, no Amen. I'm not going back for year 11 with my wife. If I'm not all in, it might no not way. have been all that I expected or I wanted, but I'm not going back. I'm not moving forward. Cause that's what we're really talking about. I'm yeah. not moving forward. If I'm not all in, mm-hmm. I'm in to win. That's, that's why we're doing this. And, and I think that, that what God is, is saying, especially in this generation that just got to watch the last dance with Michael Jordan is, hey, you, can't, you cannot decide the talent that you're given, but you can decide what you do with the talent you've been given. That's a word for somebody. Mm, wow. Gold. Gold bars. 
right? Wow. Wow. That's good. So we're all in. All in. All in. And I love um, that verse you, you, you quoted in your sermon, you know, John yeah. chapter 10, verse 10. 10. Yeah. That was, you know, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. Yeah. And it says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. That's it. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's, that's powerful. Yeah. That, that, that's, you know, for me, I'm real passionate about people who are irreligious, uh, unchurched people who may be fed up with religion or organized religion, church, or whatever it is. I'm really passionate because I just want to really represent the good news of Jesus and let people decide, right? Let, yeah. let people decide if they want to be on the team, be part of the family. But, but the message has got to be clear. The message is one of, a, is one of abundant life. You know, the, the, the message is, hey, I'm a, I'm a child of God, but my, my, but my God knows what is best. My, my heavenly father knows what's best, you know? I don't want to be like my six-year-old son, shout out to Jacob Lyle out there, or my eight-month <laughs> Jordan Stephen, and, and be, I don't want to be like them where, man, you know, left to themselves, they think they know what's best, right? It's like when they, <laughs> it's like when they lose their mind, like, oh, I want this ice cream, I want this cake, I want this, and I'm like, you have no idea. Like, I, I, by God's grace, I'm the provider. I know what's best for you. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know what's best for you. Like, I remember it, it was kind of like I used to get excited before uh, game days, whatever the game were, you know, soccer, basketball, whatever the sports I was playing. And I always remember I wanted to stay up really, really late, you know. But, but you know, my parents would say, no, no, you need a good night rest because, you know, you got a game tomorrow. And I'd be like, no, 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 I want it, you know. And you're like, yeah. but, but guess what? What's more abundant, you know, being able to be with your team, being able to, being able to, uh, you know, play the game that you love, right? Being able to go out there or get distracted with whatever else the night before. And what I'm saying is that, 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 that God knows what's best. That's the message for our lives. Not just so you don't do a bunch of things that you, you think you shouldn't do, you know, God's trying to take my joy, take my fun. <laughs> That's a lie. No, God knows what's best. He knows you, the dreams. He knows the desires of your heart. So Jesus is helping us with that think gold perspective. And you got to know your enemy. What, what, what athlete, what person going into battle doesn't know their opposition? For sure. You got to know that there's opposition, you know, but, sure. but again, the think gold mentality is, but, but, but there's a greater champion. There's a, there's a greater hero. There's a greater uh, truth and it's Jesus. And he's come to bring life and life abundantly. I'm going to follow him. That's so good. That's so good. You you really have a you really have a gift for speaking because you you touching my heart right now. This is amazing stuff. This is really good. Well, I mean, I genuinely love these conversations. I mean, that's why I'm. I mean, this is this is. Uh, I'm so passionate about uh, this generation, and yeah. and I'm so passionate about people like yourselves who, hey, in the middle of a pandemic, is saying, hey, whatever else is going around with me in the world, I'm moving forward more abundantly. Yeah. And that's why you're doing this. And I hope, and I, and I say, I want to follow one person and help one person. So maybe out there, we're just going to help one person today to oh, really man. think gold. Like this is this, 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 this movement, think gold that, that Ivory, that you believe in, you know, this isn't just a fad. This is a lifestyle mm-hmm. for all of us. Yep. I love, you know, I love hearing that, that, that quote, because it puts, you know, that negative energy you know, those negative attitudes, those negative beliefs. And it, 
allows us to separate it from ourselves. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> like a lot of times we think, you know, for someone dealing with depression and anxiety that that's them. That's, you know, that's them creating it for themselves. It's, you know, they're doing it, but they don't put that energy outside of themselves and say, it's another entity out there. Like there's, there's something out there that's, that's bringing that on to me. Yeah. And so when I hear that, it, it makes me feel like, you know, that's the thief who comes to steal and kill and destroy. Yeah. But when you follow God, you know, he gives you life. And so you have it abundantly, you know, he's given you the love. He, if you just follow that, the thief yeah. will, will disappear. You know, the, the negative mentality will disappear. The negative yeah. thoughts will disappear. Yeah. And um, that's why I love, I love God. That's why I love God, you know? <laughs> but um, another thing you said, you said, how am I going to wake up each morning? You know, you talked about the importance of setting the right attitude, yeah. choosing our focus, attitude, and priorities. And then you said, make sure you choose attitude first. So how do you, how do you wake up in the morning? <laughs> it depends what time my kids wake up. Now, um, oh man, you know, I, one, I sleep well. Yeah. Rest gotcha. well. Gotcha. No, that, I mean, that, that, that's huge. You know, you got to rest well. But how, for me, how I wake up, man, you know, no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. <laughs> but by God, hey, but yeah. by God's grace, hey, but by God's grace, man, most days I wake up with, um, with expectation and a new beginning. Mm. I, think that, I think that that's it. You know, I've had, I've had to learn that, especially in, in relationships and you know, when you, when you really try to love people well, then you're going to, you're going to, you're going to navigate through things, you know, you're going to navigate through conflict, you're going to navigate through challenge. And, you know, so, so for me, I'm, I'm a, I'm a forever optimist, so I'm able to move right forward. And sometimes you can move forward, but you still need to, if there's areas you need to mend or conversations you need to have with people, you know, especially my wife or whatever it may be. But I would say that for me, I'll, I'll wake up with a man, uh, not only glass like half full, but glass overflowing. Like I got a new day. Like I got a new breath. Like whatever That's came awesome. before me, whatever that is. Like and and today's gonna be and today's gonna be uh, today's gonna be better. Today's gonna be better, right? I'm gonna get healthier today. I'm gonna get better today, and that's all because the grace of God is is bigger than we think, and His mercy is 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 here. Like mercy to me is its undeserved blessings, like undeserved supernatural blessings. So I, I try to wake up again with whatever responsibilities that are there. Um, I, I try to wake up with an expectation full of faith, full of life. And that, and that's, and that's just because I've been given a second, third, fourth, fifth chance in life. And my encouragement to, you know, to people out there are, you know, with God, it's like when you finally get your phone charged and I'm bad at this, but you get your phone fully charged and you yeah. wake up and you're like, I'm full. Well, guess what? <laughs> soul in your spirit, in your mind, with God, you're always at a hundred. You're always there because of his grace, because of Jesus, because he, he died on the cross and he forgave our sins and, and, and he gave us new life and a new beginning. So that, that's, that's how I, that's how I wake up. Sounds like, up. sounds like a lot of, of gratitude, you know, of, of thankfulness. Thank you. Jesus is thank uh, you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, is, is, is a prayer is a prayer that I, tr I try to pray. And I would say this, too. God's really good that if I don't wake up with the right attitude, because one of the things I was talking about on Sunday is, for me, I'm a big vision guy. And I always thought vision or focus came before attitude. 
but I was talking to some other leaders and I shared this in the message that actually attitude comes before vision, meaning attitude is like uh, the gas, the fuel that you put in the car. Hmm. Whereas vision and focus is like the steering wheel. Hmm. So, so what I mean by that is I, I, I can see a car, I could see something and be like, like on this day, oh, I'm, I'm meeting with Ivory, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, right? I'm ready to go, I see it. It's like the vision, the focus. But I often neglect the attitude, like what, well, what's in you, right? What's driving that, what's driving you? What is, what is driving that, especially when the camera's off? <laughs> right you know especially yeah. when behind the scenes in the private yeah, no one's watching we live in a we live in a, the age where everybody's a celebrity because everybody has a platform and everybody has a, a, a public persona but in the private because over time if you don't change if you're not being changed in the private it will come out in the public that's for another day but i would just say that for me god god is so good he's so good that when i have days where Maybe I didn't start the morning. I didn't wake up the way I need to. I get that like, mm, that good, you know, just, yeah. I don't know, like a linebacker. Maybe not that rough, but like, <laughs> stop, but just stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would nah. say the biggest thing though, waking up is a new beginning. And that's my encouragement to everybody out there. The new day, new beginning. Mm. Attitude is everything. And attitude is everything. And attitude is contagious, you know? So I'm sure your attitude yeah, is rubbing off on everybody you see. You said what? How about for you for attitude? What are some of the ways that you wake up or you just... For attitude, I feel like for me, I'm a, I'm an overthinker. So I have a lot on my mind all the time. So one of the first things I do is I meditate and I kind of find stillness for me because when I find stillness, that's when I get in my, you know, creativity. That's when I get in my, my focus. That's where I find my passion. And I think, you know, meditating too is, is helps me not only just finding stillness, but helps me on the football field. You know, it helps me find creativity, you know, because when you run routes, you know, when you run a, a post corner route, that's artwork, you know, it's creativity. Yeah. It's the same thing as a, a painter painting a picture. So I feel like stillness is so important to have, but when you're overthinking, you know, when you're thinking about what happened yesterday, yeah. it's going to fog you up a little bit. So I meditate a lot and I'm a, you know, I just always try to find that stillness. Yeah. Stillness and solitude. I didn't, I didn't say that, but I, you know, on the, on the best mornings, I, when everybody's asleep, I try to wake up and I try to go to the water, you know, you know, in, in Rhode Island here, we're mm -hmm. amazing beaches and oceans. So I, I try to go early and have that stillness and solitude and, um, and, and, I, and positive music for me is huge, man. Uh, music after the solitude and silence, I try to wake up with some real, 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 real positive music. That's huge. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, so choosing attitude of Christ, you know, how, you know, mm. say I'm trying to, you know, be, you know, have an attitude that that's emulated like Christ. How do I go about, you know, how do I wake up tomorrow and try to try to live that attitude of Christ? Wow. That's a great question. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, first you got to go to the, you got to go to the manual. You got to go to the playbook. Okay. Meaning, you know, I, so for me, the scriptures, you know, the, the Bible and we know, you know, we respect, uh, you know, we've got different traditions, different people who are listening on wherever you are. But, you know, for me, when it comes to Jesus, for us, it's, I got to go to, I got to go to my, my, my coach. I got to go to the playbook. I got to go to my leader. Right. So you're, you know, as you're preparing, right. For your season and 
as people are doing more Zoom calls or whatever else than they've ever, they've ever done before, you go, right, you have planned times to go to the coach, to go to the leader. So for me, first and foremost, because I'm a very, I can be very forgetful, is that I need to remember, wait, who is Jesus? So I go to the scriptures, I read, you know, just like that passage, John 10, John 10, 10. I remember that because, you know, you ask the question, why is it that we face such opposition or it's hard to endure or easy to quit? Well, it's because we forget, you know, one of Jesus' biggest words were remember, 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 right? Any good mom <laughs> out there, you know, any good dad, Graham, remember, right? Hey, remember what I told you. Remember, right? And so when, when you hear that, you got to hear the voice of God. So when I, when I spend time in, in the Bible, I, I, uh, I'm learning about Jesus. And I'm, I'm learning his voice, right? And so for me, the, the Bible is this amazing, like, amazing, action-packed, redemptive love story. And so I, I got to open it up, and I got to remember. I have a letter from my grandmother. It was before she died, like 10 years ago. And this was back in the day for people when they used to do hand, handwritten things, you know, back in the day. <laughs> and, you know, she was writing this letter. And, and I, I have it to this day. If I want to know the attitude of who my grandmother, like the character she had and, and how she lived, I ask my, my dad, my, my, you know, I ask my parents, and I read this letter and other things she's given to me. For me, that's the Bible. I, I get to remember the voice of God, who God is. And so with that, then, then there's, some, there's some spiritual practices in my life, right? You're not going to get to where you want without, a, without some, some, some athletic practices, without some habits, right? Day-to-day rhythms with what you eat. So for us, you know, as far as Jesus, we're, we're you know, we're, we're whole beings, heart, mind, soul, body, and strength. So uh, it, it, it's all in a lot of ways spiritual in the sense of, you know, for me, you know, the attitude of Christ is I got to, what's filling, what am I, what's filling my, my body, what's filling my heart, what's filling my mind, what's filling my soul. Um, so that's, that's the huge thing that, that for me, putting on the attitude of Christ is remembering who Jesus is and then being filled with some practices. And that includes prayer that includes, includes silence. Uh, that, that includes, um, forgiving people that, that includes, you know, practically loving people in the day to day, serving, serving my wife, serving my kids. That's what Jesus did. He served us by dying for us. He, 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 he cared for us. He was, he said, who wants to be the greatest in my kingdom? You got to be like a servant. You got to be, you got to be like a servant. You know, I love the, the Michael Jordan quote that made him special. And it was, he never asked us to do anything that he wouldn't do himself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's how I think about when it comes to family, when it comes to team that, you know, that, that I'm going to, to walk like Jesus first is to walk with humility, that attitude. Um, So, so I need to, and that's what we see. And, you know, that's what we see in, in, um, you know, the, the, our favorite teams and, and our families and, you know, whatever work relationships or classes or school, you can see it, you know, what the, for, for me, it's true humanity to put on the attitude of Christ. That's so good. What does it mean to flourish, you know, as a, as a human? So I got to remember Jesus and then I got to be filled with him, but I got to be filled with some set practices that are planned. Yeah. 
sounds like you have to you have to know Jesus first. Yeah. To be like him. You gotta you gotta know him first. Gotta know his that's for gotta sure. know his voice. I love I also love what you said in the sermon. You know, you talked about our past, you know, our failings. And then you said even our successes don't define who we are. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> you had me at the past, you had me at the failings, but you mean to tell me my success is not going to define who I am? So I was like, you know what? That's, that's the truth. And it made me think about the ego, you know? That's right. Because when, you know, when we get to success and say I build this, you know, million dollar company and I'm riding off at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm still who I am as a, as a core individual. I'm still, God doesn't see me as the guy who has the Think Gold billion dollar company. God doesn't see me as, you know, the NFL star. He sees me as just ivory. You know, he sees me as how I treat other people. So when I heard, I heard that, I was like, wow, that's, that's real. You know, successes don't define us, but then I struggle. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with our past and our failings. You know, how, how do you deal with, you know, our past, your past and your failings? How do you not let that loom over your life? That's good. Yeah, that's so good. A quote that made me think about it, and I've heard it from somebody, was if you live for people's uh, acceptance, you'll die from their rejection. If you live for people's acceptance, you'll die for their rejection. Meaning that idea, if you're living for your success, if you're in your success, right? You have yeah. success, and people, there, there's, this, there's a, man, that's who you are. Well, well when they reject you... <laughs> When people reject you, right? Yeah. Or those things let you down. So if you if you live for 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 whatever it is, then 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 you're gonna you can't live for people's you can't live for people's affirmation. And I think that's why a lot of times what, what I'm saying is you can't have um, you can't let your success define you is because a lot of times the way we pursue pursue success is you know because it it shapes how other people see us and it's not bad or wrong. You should pursue um, success. You should pursue to flourish in every area in relationships and finance. You should, we should pursue, um, you know, to, to, to be debt free, to, to, to flourish financially, to flourish in relationships. It's just that, that those things don't define me. Other people don't define me. Um, and that's so, that's so, so liberating. Uh, but I, I would say to your question about uh, how how do you move on from your past? How do you move on from your past and, and your failings? Yeah, and that, that, that so much of that is that stillness with God yeah. to remember who he says that I am, that mm-hmm. I am a child of God, that I am a son, that I am love, that he loved me before preaching and he's going to love me after. He loved me before success and after, right? Yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, again, that's the, men- that's the mentality. In stillness with God, I get more secure. I- I've realized as I've grown as a leader how much I'm prone to insecurities that I thought mm-hmm. that weren't there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that always come back up. Yeah. Sometimes the most successful people, pioneer leaders can be the most insecure. We forget that, right? Great success, great wealth, great actor, that doesn't mean – um, that, that you can't deal with great insecurity because again, uh, there, there there's always going to be maybe somebody better or somebody this or somebody that Well, well, guess what? That's not, God's calling you to be the best version of you. So I, I would say for me, again, 
if there's things that I've done in the past or whatever it may be, I just got to go with God, just like I want my kids to come to me and I'm going to remind them who they are, like who they are. I love them. I care about them. Like that's enough. Like right now when I go to spend time with, you know, my parents or people that I, that I love, like, I'm going to like, you know, man, it's been an awesome meeting you, but like when we finally get to, everybody gets to meet up again and we just spend time like, man, I'm going to give you my undivided attention. I'm meeting not just Ivory, the entrepreneur, not just Ivory, the football player, Ivory, who's going to go to the NFL. And yes, you are Ivory, those things. No, no, no. It's, I'm just, it's just you and, and, and all those things that you care about, but I'm getting to know you and not one thing can define you. So I would say where it's hard for us in the past is everybody has had some level of pain and suffering and brokenness. And some of it can be crippling. Some people can, can have an absent father or mother or, or, or not a father or mother at all. Some people can have abuse. Some people can have um, words spoken over them. Some people have done things maybe in high school. You know, I, I would say one of the, the biggest places that, that are hard for people to move on are when it comes to, um, you know, past sexual relationships. If we're going to get real here, you know, yeah. it's just the 13R. But I, I would say that, um, I, I would say that can be big because, because you give yourself to somebody, right? After the fun, after the night, you know, and God created sex out there. That's just a side note. But, you know, that idea of... You, it's more than just the physical act. It's more than just the emotion. There's, there's relation. There's so much emotion, soul ties, things that are connected that affect every other relationship that affect us. So I would say that's a sure. huge thing for people. Yeah. Um, I would, and I would also say that, uh, man, negative self-talk and negative things that have been spoken over us and negative things that have been, been done to us. And so we got to get still long enough so that we can hear what God says about us. That's, mm. That is probably my biggest discipline. Remember mm. what God has said and remember who I am and what God says about me, what, how God defines me is bigger and greater than anything else. Mm. That's good. That's so good. The importance of how we see ourselves, that's it's so important. It's dictates our life how we see ourselves is how we treat other people you know what we think is what we what we think is what we create you know if i'm thinking i say this all the time if i'm thinking negative and i'm a debbie downer everything that i see is going to reflect of what i believe and um no that's extremely evident if you're with god you you know man you're still with god you're home there's a humility Mm -hmm. because you're not (laughs) There's somebody bigger than you. There's somebody greater than you, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there's like that, that, what, how liberating is that for somebody out there who's watching this? Like, awesome. You want to make millions of dollars? Well, guess millions. Well, guess what? God owns it all. Awesome. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. awesome. you know, like, yeah. like man, you've had a lot of success. Man, yeah. awesome. Keep going for it. Well, gee, God created the whole world. So like, it keeps you in that, like, <laughs> like, when you remember the fame of Jesus, think about it, the person who has more followers than anybody in the, in the, in the world. He doesn't have a Twitter page. He doesn't have an Instagram page. He, he's got more followers than, than anybody. And he humbled himself to die on that cross and then to rise again for our sins, for us. Man, when you start that day, then you're like, whoa, you, 
you, you know what you're, you know what happens is you're not stuck in pride. For me, pride is either woe, like woe is me, or wow, look at me. Pride is either woe, like wow, man, look at me, or pride is woe is me. You know, like man, look at my past, look what I've done. Nope, it's not either. Hmm. It's not wow, look at me. It's not woe. It's look at God, and then I can say, man, I'm doing better than I think. I got a great hope. I got a great future, <laughs> but I'm following God and let's mm. go. That's good. I love that, that quote that you had, um, you know, nothing I have done or nothing I will ever do will separate me from the love of Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's and that's, Romans eight. Romans that's eight. powerful. That's nothing. powerful. That's powerful. A couple more questions for you. So, you know, I know a lot of people are struggling to know when God is speaking to them. Like, I feel like that's a common question amongst young people and amongst, you know, people, maybe non-believers or people who are just now starting to believe is like, how do we know when God is speaking to us? You know, I have two decisions to make. How do I know if God is telling me, you know, or how I'm torn between two, two hard places. How do I, how do you know when God is, is directing you towards something? Or That's so good. That's so good. You know, we've been talking about this, but I would, I would first say a great way to know what God is saying is first is, uh, are you thinking about who you're becoming through this? Meaning so often my kids want to know, what are we going to do today? What are we going to do? We're going to go there. We're going to go there. Can I get this? Can I get that? And as a, as a father who's, you know, I'm a, you know, hopefully a good father, I'd love to give him those things. Love to take him on adventures, right? But I care about him not being, not having a, 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 a poor character. Do you know what I mean? If, he, yeah. if he's arguing, just yelling, if he's just, if he's just like, man, like, I, I, I just got something, but I want something else. And he's discontent, right? Like, Am I a good, am I a good father? If I just keep giving him stuff, giving him stuff, showing him stuff, he's not the center. Especially it's hard for the firstborns, but you're not, the world doesn't revolve around you. I say that in love, but you know what I'm saying? So why that's so important for me when it comes to hearing God is we have to remember first and foremost, I'm not the center of the universe. That's another thing of how I try to wake up. God is thinking about billions of people. Does he care intimately about me? Yes, he does. He cares about me, cares about my day. He knew me before I was born. He knows the hair on my head. Like he cares, right? But it is liberating to first say, wait, 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 wait. When I hear God, first and foremost, I want to, do I care about being with God? Because God is a God of relationship. It's not religion. You know what I mean? Like, I, if my son just wants to get stuff from me all the time, but doesn't want to be with me. Yeah. So what I'm saying is we need to change our perspective, mm-hmm. change our perspective. So if somebody were to say, cause I, you know, I'm, I'm hearing my, my, my pastor friends say get practical for the people. So it's like, all right, if you said, I got two decisions, should I go, go to the NFL draft or this, or should I uh, live here? Should I be in this relationship? Right. Should I take this job? Should I do, should I, you know, whatever it may be. Yep. First and foremost, I want to say, man, how are you doing? Like people would always ask Jesus questions and he would always come back with another question. (laughs) 
It's not he didn't know the answer. He just say first, okay, how how are you doing, man? How, like, breathe. <laughs> because often tell people, like, breathe. Like, wait, the, before we make decisions, right? I, I've never made great decisions when I'm not clear headed. Agreed. I've never made I've never made great decisions when I'm not focused. Yep. When I'm not when I'm not prepared. So that's the first thing is saying, do you do you actually enjoy hearing God's voice? And, and do you realize that God enjoys you? He not only loves you, but he likes you. <laughs> he cares about you. So that was the first thing that I would say. But then when I would say, all right, when it comes to certain decisions, I would say, okay, well, is the decision that you're making, are you thinking about how this is going to help other people? Hmm. How this is going to bless other people? Hmm. Because this goes to the ego that you're talking about, right? We were created not just to, to help ourselves, but we to help other people, right? That, that's what gets you fired up. It's not just like, it's not just your voice or your success. You want to see others thrive and, and, and be successful. You're not just doing this side, you know, little thing. Let me just do think gold and see. No, this is a lifestyle for you, mm-hmm. right? This is a game changer and you want to, and you want to, and you want to help people and you're moving full steam ahead. So I would say in the decisions that I, that I try to make, I say, is this, is this going to help people? Is this going to, is this going to, is this going to bless people? Am I thinking about other people? Um, but you know, but again, it goes back to what I was saying before. And it's like the advice my dad gave me. It's like when I was trying to decide if I was going to marry who I'm now married to. And he's like, first off, it's not about finding the right person, but learning to be the right person. Right. So it, meaning it's about being the right person, meaning you yeah. can find somebody, but if I'm not the right person, is it going to yeah. work? Is it going to work? So if somebody said, Pastor Stephen, man, I got two ladies. And I'm like, okay, well, talk to me. I mean, are you sleeping with both of them? I don't like, like, like you know, like, let's yeah. talk or, or, yeah. or, um, man, I, I want to, I want to, you know, make a lot of money and do this and that. I'm like, are, are you a generous person? <laughs> I'm like, man, I, I, I'm thinking about whether I should get this big house. I'm, I'm going to ask him, I'm going to ask him and say, Hey, are you a hosp- hosp- a person who hospitality, like you love to have people over, you care about, like, what's the purpose? What's the point? And, and, and Ivory, I know we're, we're, we're going here, but, but here's the there thing. Why I say that is when, when people first ask my wife and I, like, you, you should buy a house when you first came down here. And we prayed about it and we didn't, we, and we felt that peace not to. And boom, something opened up that was amazing, uh, you know, in, in South County in Rhode Island. And we waited for four years. And what we, what we tried to do during that time was we tried to get healthier ourselves, right? We tried, we tried to save some money. We tried to do those things. What I'm saying is we so often look to God for just our circumstances that God cares about, right? We, we can spend so much energy thinking, what's my internship? What's my internship going to be? What's my, uh, you know, what, what's my uh, future uh, work plans going to be? What, what's this going to be? And that's all right to plan. You, sh- you, should, you should plan. But guess what? We miss out on the opportunity of, hey, am I getting healthier? Am I getting stronger? Am I going to ask some questions? I don't, need an, I don't need an internship. Somebody who wants to start something, 
Well, you should reach out to Ivory and say, hey, what got you, right? What started you? It's a mindset. So that to me is when I'm in the right mindset, that think gold mindset, then I, I, can, make, I can make decisions, whatever it is, whether it's what I want to eat tonight, whether it's, uh, you know, um, whether I want to purchase something, whether That's I want to move, whether That's good. For, for me as a pastor, a father, husband, I got so many decisions to make. That's good. So many decisions. And so here's the thing to help people out there. God will give you when you're, when you are with him and listening to him again, listening to him, not just to get something. I just to be with him like a good. And that's why so many of us have father wounds and mother wounds. We need to get that restored. That's what Jesus does. He restores our relationship with our heavenly father. We got a perfect heavenly father. Wow, I love to just, when I go with my dad right now and he's, he's in his 70s, a URI professor, I'm not asking him for money. I'm not asking him for stuff. You know what I'm doing? I just want to be with him. That's yeah. life, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I love about you, Ivory. That's who you are. But then, practical step, God will give you the next step. Yeah. I kind of had like a... Next step that you need. Yeah. Don't miss the next step because you're trying to figure out the fifth, sixth, seventh. The next mm. step. Mm. I had I had like an, an epiphany kind of in a sense when you're talking about like decision making and yeah, I feel like what what holds us back is that we're just so interested in only our self interest. You know, we're not looking at what what serves other people. And I was just looking back at my life and it was like, yeah, I could definitely be doing that more because how often like when we have two decisions, our decisions to make, when we're making those decisions, we're thinking so selfishly. You know. We're thinking of what is going to make me feel the best. What is going to help me the most, you know? And not a lot of times we look at, you know, the people around us, you know? How's my mom going to be affected by this? How's my two little sisters going to be affected by this? Yes. And I think that's, um, that's what God looks for us to do a lot of times is just look at the people around us and get outside of yourself in a sense. And I feel like that was, um, yeah. that was great what you said. That was a, a great perspective. He's the ultimate that, coach. He's yeah. the ultimate leader, the, a great coach, great leader. So any coaches and leaders out there listening is getting the whole team to buy in to, to playing for something bigger than yourself mm. is, is all egos and all ambitions and saying, Hey, not everybody maybe go to the NFL. Not everybody's going to maybe have the numbers, but guess what? If all of us have the right think gold mindset and play together, we're going to have a legacy that we're proud of. We're all, gonna flourish we're all gonna we're all gonna thrive when we work together and think about the other mm. last big question for you so this is like another question that i feel like um a lot of um you know non-believers a lot of people who are questioning their faith might have you know i'm always reading the bible and i was reading the bible this morning and um let me see if i can actually find that, that quote that i had um, good for me man You're better than me i haven't even read it yet <laughs> If I can find it. Um, so it says, um, Proverbs 2, chapter 3. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. So not necessarily, you know, just the word fear the Lord, you know, fear the Lord. I always hear fear the Lord in the Bible. And when I think of fear, you know, I think of, you know, be scared of, be, you know, stay away from, you know? So it's weird. And also when I think of God, I think of love, I think of peace, I think of happiness. 
So when you put, yeah. you know, the Lord God and you put fear together, it kind of like doesn't register in my mind. So it's like, yeah. why, if God is love, if God is peace, like why should we fear him? You know, that's a question that I have mm. for you. That's good. Yeah. Fear of the Lord is, is a huge theme. And I think one of the way you need to look, look at the Bible is that all of it through the lens of, uh, you know, of really ultimately of, of Jesus, you know, so, you know, we see God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God existing in perfect community and relationship. And, and it's wild to think about it, one God, but expressing himself in, in, in these three persons. And that that's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit in perfect joy, perfect community. And that's why God created the world. He wanted us to experience his joy, his peace, um, and his life. For me, the fear of the Lord is remembering that God is a God of holy, a holy love, holy love. So I think of it like, like, uh, like the sun, you know, I think of it like perfect light. The closer that I get to, to the sun, you know, especially for me, I burn, you know, I'm, I'm a white, white guy, <laughs> I burn. But like, you know, the closer that I get, come on now, but the closer that I get, like but to the sun, like I need a shield. Meaning the sun is, is, is like perfection. Meaning if I get, if I get, if I, uh, if I, if I do something um, wrong and I'm in, and I'm like in court and the judge, and you never know, but hopefully he's fair and just, right? Yeah. If I've done something, it's not that the judge is scary or evil. And is that, it's that, that, that there is a, there is a righteousness. If I get burned and affected by the, by, 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 by the sun, it's not because the sun is bad. The sun is evil. The sun is scary. It's just that it, that's perfect. I'm not, it's bright, bright light. So for me, the, it's the, the holiness of God means it's like, it's when my kids do something that they hide from me, not because I'm bad or I'm scary, but because it's like, they're fully exposed. They're, 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 they're fully exposed. So the fear of the Lord is this now for, for those followers of Jesus. It's, whoa, like now because of the cross, like I deserve like to be separated from the love of God. Like when I came, when I had that transformation, I realized that I had been living my whole life not following Jesus, not following my creator. Not following my my father, he had every right, right? So like, like I, he had every right to, to discipline and punish me. Like every right, like <laughs> I'm guilty. Like I'm absolutely guilty. And so, uh, you know, the, the, the for for me, it's the the fear of the Lord now in Christ is it's awe and wonder that I deserve death, but God has given me life. Hmm. Hmm. See, the wages of sin is death. It breaks my heart in such really honest anger when I see my son maybe not not speak life to my to my um, uh, daughter or or not not listen to to my mom to my wife. Sorry, over and over again. You know what I mean? That breaks yeah. my heart, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. a ah. Um, be, and, and it breaks and, and, and it breaks our hearts because we see the same in ourselves. It's selfishness. Hmm. I want to do my own thing, my own way. So the fear of the Lord for, 
for, for, for you, for me, for anybody listening, it's like, man, I deserve destruction. The enemy did come to steal, kill, and de- de- destroy. But, but God, you gave me life. You gave me new beginnings. You gave me hope. You gave me the opportunity to flourish and to succeed. So when it says that, be not wise in your own eyes, fear, fear the Lord. Now it's reverence. It's like, whoa, when you meet whoever you're like the best wide receiver that you think in the game, or for me, the, you know, the best, the best athlete, like if I, like if, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if, I, if, if, if they walk through the room right now, there would be like awe, right? Cause they're almost a perfection of that particular thing. God is the perfection of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so guess what? So guess what? He does not change. So it, there's a sense of I'm looking because here's the thing, Jesus, he's not only our he's our he's the friend of sinners, he's our friend, he's our savior, but he's also the he's also the judge. And we're thankful for that, right? We're thankful for that. We're thankful that 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 what happened in Georgia with 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 Ahmad who got who was running and got and got got shut down. We're thankful that there was justice. Yeah. They're thankful that there was justice. There was justice to that. And and here's the thing with us. All of us, we have run our own way and done our own thing, but God, right? And then guess what? We realized, oh, we thought we were running from God, but you can't run from God. <laughs> No one's too far from God. Then we encounter God. And what's the first thing? I know for me, the first thing I thought about, I, was, I saw this image and I was drowning in this massive sea. This was in 2000 when I was 16, 17. And I was drowning and there was these huge waves and I was drowning and I'm like, I couldn't save myself. And then I had this encounter with God and I was like, whoa, like I haven't been following you and loving you. And you know what God said? well guess what I have come to not condemn you I have come so that you will not die I died for you so that you may have life and have it abundantly so now when you read that the fear of the Lord it's awe and wonder that you are a new man it's awe and wonder that you're a child of God that you are loved that's the fear of the Lord and that word Hebrew is it's awe and wonder you're no more terrified about judgment you are you are thankful that there is no condemnation and that there's nothing that can separate you from his love That's that so makes good, you Steven. full of awe and wonder thank you for that let me ask you a practical question real quick if you could if you could recommend a habit or routine for someone to do for 30 days who is trying to better their life what would it be you know it could be like a mental habit a routine that you do any type of routine any habit, 30 days, I got to do it. What would you recommend? Buy some think gold gear. Swag. Buy some think gold gear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm ready for mine. Um, yes, sir. We're going to send that soon. I, I got you. This, um, and, uh, oh, and I'm going to pay you. People out there, don't be cheap now. Hey, come <laughs> on now. Rep it. Rep it. I got um, how, how old is, uh How old is your daughter? She's three. She's three. Okay, I have this extra small thing gold tank that – my supplier gave me, so I'm going to throw that in for you because I don't, I don't know anybody who's extra small. My sisters That's are too awesome. big. So. That's awesome. I'll and I'll buy it. something for Jacob because, you know, every time he, she gets something, he's like, what about me? So I'm like, <laughs> um, so I would, I would say one, one big habit uh, in, the next, in the next 30 days, 
That's huge. Yeah. I, I would say, man, wake, wake up. Read some scripture in your, with your favorite, like in your favorite, like your favorite place, your favorite views, whatever it may be. Mm. Like for me, I, I literally have to find different spots to go to, right. To, 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 to spend time with God. So I would say in the next 30 days, keep going back. I call it for me. It's like the secret place, the thin place. It's like, I can encounter God anywhere, but there's those certain places, right? There's certain places when, in, in, even in our home, like when I go back to my childhood home, right? There's certain places that just bring up great memories and great places. I would say find a spot. And if you don't have one, find it. Find it, make the habit to read some scripture every single day. You know, you can reach out to us. We'd love to, to give you some. Um, for me, I start with, it's, it's quality over quantity. But, but make a habit to wake up Bible, pray, thank you, Jesus. That's it. I'm giving you more one, but just how you wake up. I love it. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. Read the Bible and and find and find us and find a spot for you to go for you to go to really just get focused. We okay. just are so distracted. So many of us are constantly distracted. Um, you know, try to even turn turn the phone. I mean, that will save a lot of people out there. Don't allow the phone to be the first thing that you're on in the morning. And yeah, just read, read, read the Bible, spend some time with God and, and make it a habit. And I would say make a planned habit, you know, and if you, if you miss a day or two, don't beat yourself up, but try to be consistent for the next 30, make a, make a fresh habit of opening your Bible and getting a sweet spot to just be with God. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Fill in the blanks here. Finish the sentence from me. My greatest joy is. Jesus, man. Demon Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Our greatest battle is? Against ourselves. Ourselves. The world needs? The world needs? Needs. Hope. Hope. That's good. You know, every guest that I've asked what our greatest battle is has said ourselves. Every one of them. Really? Every one of them. (laughs) But that's good. That's good because it's true. We're only competition. We are our only competition. Absolutely. Absolutely. To be the people that God's created us to be. Yep. Thank you for taking the time with us, Pastor Stephen Mook. Um, oh, yeah. Let's end in a prayer. Let's end in a prayer for sure. Let's end in a prayer for anybody who is dealing with negative beliefs, who are dealing with trials and tribulations, who, are, who feel like they need to overcome, you know, mountains, who are, are dealing with... Um, you know, maybe some family problems during this quarantine, being in the household with their family, just whatever negative circumstances that are, you know, coming into contact with our Think Go followers. Let's just, you know, give a prayer for them. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> God, first, thank you for Ivory. God, thank you that wouldn't, no matter what anybody else has ever said about him or even God, what, what he said about himself. God, I thank you, God, that he's, a, he's an all-in uh, God, once in a generation, leader, entrepreneur, uh, man of integrity, um, God, a real lover of people, an awesome teammate. So, God, I thank you for who he is. 
and who he's becoming. And I thank you, God, for this, this think gold lifestyle for everybody out there that they will know that we're not taking this hour, God, uh, to, 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 to have this call just to hear ourselves talk and God push our own agendas or this or that. No, because we want to help one person at a time. So I pray that for people out there, God, that they hear your voice through this, that you are speaking. God, the negative thoughts can sometimes be a lot louder. And I pray, God, that those negative thoughts that can be so loud, that have been so loud, that you would literally uproot, take out, pluck out those thoughts and cast them away. And that, Lord, you would continue to plant in people's minds, God, seeds of faith, seeds of hope, seeds of love, seeds of expectation, God, your dreams, your vision, God. I I pray that people would leave this, God, so fueled, so empowered, so inspired to make the next step decision and then the next step and then the next step to think gold, and to focus on you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for the abundantly more that you're going to do through Think Gold and through the lives of everybody listening and watching in the days ahead. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast with me and Mr. Stephen Mook, Pastor Stephen Mook. It was an amazing time with him, and I learned so much. You know, when talking about God, it doesn't have to be something that's uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be weird. But God just shows us so much about life. It shows us so much about, you know, perseverance, and it's the greatest motivational book. It's the greatest, you know, has the greatest teachings about life, and I love talking about him with other people. If you're listening to this, we were recording via Zoom, so it wasn't the best quality. You know, if you're hearing this a year from now, we are in quarantine, so I haven't been able to meet with all these guests. So the quality of these podcasts aren't the highest, but I thank you for listening to the whole thing. Continue to think gold. God bless. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.